One time, that's when I was seven years old, six or seven years old, I got sick really bad. So my mom started to worry about me and she told my dad that she wanted to bring me to the hospital. If not, she afraid that I'm going to die because I cannot eat. So my dad just told my mom, just let me die. Bone Thorne grew up in an abusive and impoverished home in Cambodia. Her own father didn't care if she lived or died, and she had no concept of God's love until she received a gift from a Christian on the other side of the world. Who sent me the box and why they do it? Because they don't even know who I am. How can they love me? The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. God used a gift to reach Bone with the love of Jesus Christ, and the whole trajectory of her life radically changed. You're about to hear her story on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. The gift that Bone received from a person led her to receive another gift from God. And Billy Graham's going to talk about that gift a little later in the episode. The gifts that men give will all pass away, but the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, will remain forever. And the Holy Spirit continues to give you gifts, gifts like peace and joy and wisdom. You can learn more about receiving this gift from God at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Quick question. Have you listened yet to Sissy Graham Lynch's new podcast? It is called Fearless. Sissy, if you don't know, is Billy Graham's granddaughter and Franklin Graham's daughter. In each episode of her podcast, she looks at ways you can live out your faith in Christ with boldness and with kindness. The full title of the podcast is Fearless with Sissy Graham Lynch, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And... You might want to make note, Sissy spells her name C-I-S-S-I-E. G-P-S. God. People. Stories. My name is Bonton. I was born on a boat in a floating village in Cambodia. Bone was born in 1994, but she will never know her exact birth date. Her family lived on a houseboat in a village that was flooded most of the year. It was a hard, isolated life, and that houseboat was cramped. I have four brothers and four sisters. My dad, he's an alcoholic person, and he's uneducated because of the Cambodian genocide. She's referring to the killing of at least 1.6 million people, more than 20% of Cambodia's population, by the Khmer Rouge regime in the 1970s. They killed all educated people. So because of that, they don't get to go to school. So my father is a fisherman. He will go out and catch the fish. And my mom would just stay home and take care of the children. Since Bone's family was poor, they had to work hard just to eat. They usually ate fish from the river, and they ate that for breakfast and lunch and dinner. They occasionally would have birds, rats, or snakes to eat. And on special occasions, Bone enjoyed delicacies like turtle or monkey. Bone's family was Buddhist, and there was no peace in their home, and no concept of what a loving father might look like. 
my dad he can catch the fish and make good money sometime, but we poor because whenever he get money, he won't go to work the next three or four days until he spend all that money with the alcohol with all his friend. Even worse, Bone says her father was abusive, both verbally and physically. If my mom cannot cook fast enough for him to have food for his alcohol, he will beat up my mom. There's a day that he kicked my mom on the neck and she passed out. I thought my mom died. But then the village people warm her up with the fire and then she's, she's awake. And then whenever my, my dad told my mom that he had a friend come over, all my sibling and I and my mom, we knew that something going to happen at the end of the day. I will sit there and shaking, like my heart will bump so fast because all day long, because I knew that when my dad drunk, at the end, he going to beat us up. It would be difficult to overstate just how bad Bone's childhood was. One memory she's about to share is particularly difficult to hear. One time, that's when I was seven years old, six or seven years old, I got sick really bad. I cannot eat anything. Everything that I eat, I will come back out. And then I just laying there, I have no energy. So my mom started to worry about me, and she told my dad that she wanted to bring me to the hospital. If not, she afraid that I'm going to die because I cannot eat. So my dad just told my mom that just let me die because they can make more babies, and he don't want to bring me to the hospital, and it will cost a lot of money too. Somehow, Bone survived, and the ordeal sparked a new idea in her heart. The little girl who had just pulled through a terrible illness with no medical care decided she wanted to become a nurse. Now, you have to keep in mind that Bones Village didn't have a hospital or a school. No one in her family was educated, and they were poorer than you can probably imagine. When she told her dad she wanted to become a nurse, she might as well have said she wanted to be the queen of Cambodia. Given who she was and where she was from, it was impossible. And as you may have guessed, her father was not supportive. In fact, he gave her an ultimatum. He said, if I want to go to school, I have to leave the family. So at the age of eight years old, I left my family. Bone went to live with her aunt in a village that had a school. But Bone quickly learned her aunt didn't take her in out of the goodness of her heart. In addition to doing all of the housework, Bone also had to wake up to bake cookies before school. Then, later in the day... She had to walk through the village in stifling heat with a basket full of those cookies on her head, trying to sell every last one of them. And if I don't sell them all, she won't fit me. She won't let me eat because she thinks that I'm being lazy. I'm not trying to sell the cookie. Even on my head right here, I have a scar from her hitting me because I don't sell all the cookie. Life with her aunt was so bad, Bone decided to go back to her family on the houseboat. Not long after, when she was 11 or 12 years old, she experienced another act of brutality at the hands of a family member, this time her uncle. One day I went fishing with him. I got raped by him. Bone says her sister and another young relative were also raped by the same uncle, who was a Buddhist monk. And instead of blaming the uncle, Bone's father blamed his daughters. My dad feel like my sister and I bring a shame to the family, so he will move us far away from everybody else to live very deep in the forest. The uncle who raped Bone and her sister was still on the loose when the whole family moved to a new village. It was a dark time, but it was there, deep in the forest, where Bone got her first glimpse of light. 
so we cannot see anybody because my father thinks that it's a shame that we bring that to our family. But God is so good. The village leader be able to find us where we live. And the village leader said that I need to move to live in a safe house for a girl because right now they haven't arrested my uncle yet. So for my safety, I have to move to live in that safe house. The safe house where Bone went to live was run by Cambodian Christians with support from American churches. For Bone, it was a whole new life, an escape from the abuse, uh, the hunger, and the destitution she had come from. So when I go there, the house mothers show me where I'm going to go to sleep, where I'm going to go get food. And that when I experience stuff that I never experienced before because I will have my own bed and I will go take a shower and I have the table with the food. I never sit on the table and eat food before. She also had never heard about Jesus before. At Rafa House, she started to learn about who he is. So while I'm living in Rafa House, they have a counselor who will come and talk to me about what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And then one day she told me about Jesus. She told me about how he died on the cross and saved the sinner, even the one that kills him, that abusing him. So for me, I cannot understand that because I was raised Buddhism. For the first time, she was hearing about God the Father, a good father who loves his children. As you can imagine, that was a tough concept for Bone to grasp. The first words that I learned from the Bible was John 3.16. So I cannot understand any of those because it seemed not real for, to sense. me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense with what I've been through. Bone was open to Christianity, and she loved going to church every week. She just couldn't understand that God loved her and that his love was a free gift. Then one day, she received a different kind of free gift, a shoebox from Operation Christmas Child. Operation Christmas Child is run by the ministry Samaritan's Purse. Each year, people across the country fill shoeboxes with things like toys, hygiene items, and school supplies. Samaritan's Purse then ships the boxes around the world to children that have been affected by war, poverty, famine, and disease. In fact, since 1993, Operation Christmas Child has delivered gift-filled shoeboxes to more than 168 million children. One of those children was Bone. When they bring the box in, I saw the box that was a green and red box. And of course, we cannot see through. We don't know what's inside and we cannot wait. And just like we never celebrate birthday or Christmas. So that was my first gift. And all my friends were so excited. So then when the, before the teacher handed us the gifts, he said that those gifts was from the people that love God and they want to bless us with this gift. And then she told us that we have to wait until all our friends get this box and then they will count one, two, three to open the box. Bone was about 13 or 14 when she got her shoebox. It was the first gift she had ever received. Now, she was typically an obedient child, but this time, she just couldn't wait. Before her teacher started that countdown, Bone opened her box. The first thing I saw was a new pair of flip-flops. Because living in the safe house, we only get to buy one pair, one shoe once a year. So that's an extra pair for me. And... It's just so special because everything was new, and I just love the flip-flop. And then when I opened up my box, the next item that I saw in the box, it was a stuffed animal. 
growing up, we have no TV, no any of those, and no toys. That was the first stuffed animal I seen my whole life. So I used to eat animals, and I don't know that they have animal that so soft that I can snuggle with. So I love that stuffed animal so much. The simple gifts inside the box brought so much joy to Bone. She was amazed that someone who didn't even know her had taken the time to send her a gift from the other side of the world. That day, with that shoebox, she began to understand God's love. I kind of know God because I go to church every Sunday, but I don't really experience His love myself yet. Just people tell me that He loves me, but I don't experience it myself until I got the shoebox. That's when I'm questioning myself. Like, who sent me the box and why they do it? Because they don't even know who I am. How can they love me? Because my uncle and my dad cannot even love me. Then how can somebody that I have no idea who they are, but they love me and send me the gift? So that when I start to think about God's love, when the teacher told me how he can make impossible things happen, and then the teacher also mentioned that it's from the people that love God, and they want to bless us with that gift. That's when I start to realize that it is God's love that I got this gift. That's when I experienced His love for me. Bone surrendered her life to Jesus. Not long after she got her Operation Christmas Child shoebox, she spent six years at the safe house. After that, she got a job as an accountant in Cambodia's capital city, Phnom Penh. She also served as a translator for an American ministry. And that's how she met her husband, David. In 2015, David, who is an American, was serving as a missionary in Thailand. He had stopped in Cambodia to renew his visa and visit his aunt. And he wound up meeting his aunt's translator. And that was Bone. David and Bone were married in April 2016 and moved to Oklahoma, where David got a job working on windmills. Bone got a new job, too, as a spokesman for Operation Christmas Child. And her seemingly impossible dream of becoming a nurse, it's coming true. Bone is working toward her associate's degree with hopes of going to nursing school soon. It is proof positive that with God, all things are possible. God knew exactly what I need and how I need, you know, how can I be here? And especially I'm married to my husband. He's such a good man. He support me 100% in everything I do with OCC. Even I go to school to become a nurse. He work full time. He come back home. He leaves 6 o'clock in the morning and come back 6 o'clock in the evening. And then he will help me. Sometimes he has to help me do my homework because it's hard for me. And then he will cook his own dinner. He he just so supportive. And, and I know that God knew that I need a person like him to support me because it's not easy to do this by myself. Bone still keeps in touch with her family in Southeast Asia. She says her parents have converted from Buddhism to Islam, and her father is still abusive. We praise the Lord, though, that five of Bone's eight siblings have become Christ followers. We know Bone would appreciate your prayers for the rest of her family, that they discover the same love that transformed her life. I just want people to know that that is not my story. It's God's story, and He always there. And he will never left us. And he not just bring us there and then leave us. No, he will continue to be with us. And I knew that 
God will continue to be with me in the future, and I know He has a plan for my life, and I will go anywhere that He asks me to. Bone Thorne discovered that God has a plan for her life, and God has a plan for your life, too. The first step to living out that plan is to accept Jesus Christ's free gift of salvation. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, we can help. Just visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute here, Bone is going to share a quick story about how she ended up reconnecting with Operation Christmas Child years after she received her own shoebox. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The gifts that men give will all pass away, but the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, will remain forever. Billy Graham. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that God can give. For when God gives you the Holy Spirit, He gives you Himself. The Holy Spirit is God's unseen presence. And to know that you possess Him is the greatest assurance in the world. The lonely human heart cannot be satisfied with anything short of God's presence. And God says, I will give you the Holy Spirit if you repent of your sin and come to my son, Jesus Christ. The moment you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live within. When you have the Holy Spirit of God, you have God. And when you have him, you have peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, his peace can become yours today if you will put your trust and confidence in him. That peace that Jesus offers is like no other peace you will ever experience, and it comforts you in the hardest of times. If you'd like to begin experiencing that kind of peace, visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Bone Thorne. She survived an abusive childhood in Cambodia and eventually moved to the United States. One of the bright spots of her otherwise dark childhood was when she received an Operation Christmas Child shoebox. Bone was reminded of that shoebox rather unexpectedly a couple of years ago while she was attending her church in Oklahoma. Around that time, the church started to ask the people to pack the shoebox. When I saw the green and red box, it's just like I told my husband, you know what? I got one of those boxes when I was a little girl. And then my husband t- started to tell the lady that take care of the shoebox. So she's just like, would you mind go ahead and tell the, the church that you got the shoebox when you was a little girl? Bone story spread through the Operation Christmas Child team. And that led to Bone being asked to be a spokesperson. That's what she's doing now as she works on her studies and follows her dream to be a nurse. We're grateful to Bone for sharing her story with us. And we're grateful to you, as always, for being there and listening. I'm Jim Kirkland. I'm Phil Fleischman. Hey, we also want to thank Sarah Groves for the use of some of her music on this episode of GPS. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. He's all-